owning Fernando Tatis Jr. was uh, last season was an absolute headache in fantasy baseball leagues. However, what are the odds that Tatis actually gets back to his MVP caliber self this year? We'll discuss that and more on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Dominic Martino, and here with my brother, as always, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo. Uh, You can find us on all social media platforms, podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball, and we'll be there. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you may listen. And if you could throw in a little review, we'd appreciate that as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to like and subscribe. Also, comment because we love talking fantasy baseball with you. Real quick, guys, we just want to throw it out there once again. Matt and I are super, super close to reaching that 1,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. So if you enjoy this podcast or even if you're new here, please just uh, share us with a friend who also plays fantasy baseball or just, you know, some friends that just love the MLB because that's what we do over here. We love to talk baseball. And on today's episode, Matt and I are heading back into the pro- oh no, not prospects. Oh, what am I? I'm, I? I got my head all jangled up over here. We're talking about shortstops, guys. Today we're heading back into the rankings with shortstop. I know everyone's been enjoying our little ranking episodes, and we are doing shortstop. So Matt and I's rankings are based on five by five head-to-head categories leagues. It also works for Roto. We will try and give you a little bit of a point spin on things, but that is not Matt and I's specialty over here. So we're going to be going down uh, Fantasy Pros ADP here. So if you want to follow along, you click that. But if you also want to follow along with Matt and I's rankings, you can pull them up on our website, which is in our link tree. Literally, just uh, link tree is available on all of our social media platforms. Just uh, click the link tree, and I believe the website is right at the top. It says website on it. All right, so let's dig in, my brother, Matt. Who is up first for today? Well, probably one of the debatable number one first pick overall, guys. That's Mr. Trey Turner. Trey Turner is, as you know, probably one of the best shortstops in the game and can steal you a million and one bases. And I don't think this year is going to be any different. I think that he's on a better team. He's going to be in a better position to get stuff done and really take the next step forward. The only thing is that I could say is on the on my my knock against Trey Turner is the fact that he's in a new team, a new team, new city again, and he's going to need some time to adjust. So he may have a slow start, but I don't think that Trey Turner is going to hurt you due to the fact that he's going to steal 60 bags if they let him. Um, I think that he's going to still hit for average and whatnot, but I mean, he's not really known to be like this crazy power guy anyway. So even if the home runs dip, you're not really drafting him for that. You're drafting for everything else. And with that lineup, they're going to bring him home like crazy. But that's that's my little take on Trey Turner. I think he's going to be a great number one first over, overall pick. Matt, where do you have Trey Turner ranked in your shortstop rankings, brother? One. I have Trey Turner ranked one as well. And uh, let's just recap what Trey Turner did last year. Trey Turner played 160 games, 652 at-bats, 
101 runs, 39 doubles, 4 triples, 21 bombs, 100 RBIs, 27 stolen bags, and he hit 298. I don't think he drives in 100 again, but, you know, it should be around 80-ish. The runs, you know, he could definitely score 100 runs. The bomb's probably going to be 20-plus. The batting average, Trey Turner's a career 302 hitter. So, I mean, he's a five-tool guy, and there's obviously a reason why Trey Turner could arguably be that number one pick. But you know, uh, if you if you need more information about Trey Turner, I mean, uh, I I don't know. I don't unless you unless you're new. If you're new, that's fine. But if, if you've been playing a few years and you don't know about Trey Turner already, that that's uh that's on you at this point. But let's keep it pushing here, and let's go with the number two uh, ranked according to ADP shortstop. That is Bobby Witt Jr. And Matt, I promise I will keep my rant very short and neat, and so you could talk about your boy here. <laughs> now, Bobby Witt Jr. broke out last year as a rookie. Him and Julio kind of took the league by storm. Last year, Bobby Witt Jr. played 150 games, 591 at-bats. He had 82 runs, 31 uh, doubles, 6 triples, 20 bombs, 80 RBIs, 30 steals, and he had 254. Now, I have Bobby a little bit lower in my shortstop rankings. I have Bobby at seven. And, I mean, the thing is, everybody above him has just done it before. And that's the only reason. I, I, I want to see Bobby do it one more time before I anoint him in that, you know, top bracket of the shortstop rankings. But he certainly belongs. He certainly does belong. He could be a five-tool guy. We just got to see him get back to that, you know, that batting average that he had in the minors. He had 290 in 2021. He had 262 in 2019. I think he could definitely be a five-tool guy, and he's currently coming off the board, as I said. Number two shortstop, pick 16.6 overall. A little rich for my blood, but especially with shortstop being so deep, but Bobby Witt Jr. has the tool to be you know, MVP candidate this year. Yeah, I mean, Bobby's great. Bobby's Bobby. I just had to say that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Bobby's great, but he's definitely not the number two overall uh, shortstop for me either. He uh, Fernando Tatis is for me. Um, I Bobby is three, so it's not too far off, but I feel that Bobby's being drafted in the second round and early second round because his ADP is 16 overall. So that's what, like four picks into the second round. That's a little high. You're drafting him right at the ceiling there. And I think that's where you're getting into that danger zone. Now, do I think Bobby's going to have this incredible season? Absolutely. But here's the thing though. You don't ever draft a player at their ceiling, especially yeah. a young player. Well so, said. you know, it, it, that's where like, I'm, I take a step back. That's why he's not my number two. Because Bobby, I mean, if you're talking about drafting a ceiling, then, hey, let's talk about what he could do, right? So Bobby can have 30 home runs. Bobby can have 30 stolen bases. He can bat for about 280 to 290. And he's gonna, he could get 100 and 100 with runs and ribbies. You know, he's a five-category guy. He's great. But is he going to take that step forward, or could he have a sophomore slump? You know, and that's the question. It's on the bubble. I don't think the latter but I also don't see him taking that full, full step to 30-30. I think it's going to be more like in the range of 25 to 30. And I just right there and then, that's where I take draw the line. But he's great. But that's it for me. Let's talk Real about quick, Matt. One more thing about Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I, I do love Bobby as well. I know that's your boy, but he's one of the fastest players in baseball when it comes to sprint speed. So if he's still 40 bags this year with the bigger bases, I wouldn't be shocked. And if the power stayed around 25, you're still going to have a bargain with him. But my, my fault, my fault. I just wanted to throw that out there, the, that he's super fast. Fair point. Fair point. He's going to be the second fastest person now because, you know, Mr. Corbin Carroll. But uh, uh, he, he's super fast too. <laughs> yes. All right, let's talk about this next guy here, Mr. Bobichet. 
Um, Bobachet is great, but Bobachet slumped last year in terms of where we all were drafting him is like people are drafting him as like the third, fourth pick in the draft because you know he had that amazing 2021 season, but really had a, a real slump in the set this the this past year. And I'm really blown away by it because I was really high on him too, but I wasn't drafting that high. I had the same take I was having on on Bobby Witt that I was having on Bobachet, and it it panned out. I wasn't taking him that high. If he fell to me in the second or third in the third round, I was happy, which was not happening. So I didn't have a single share of Bobachet, and I'm glad I didn't. But Bobachet didn't have a horrendous year either. But again, he was drafted at a ceiling. So last year he had 652 at bats, 91 runs. He had 43 doubles, one triple, 24 home runs, 93 ribbies, 13 stolen bases. He struck out a boatload, but still hit a 290. So I mean. Like I said, he didn't have a bad year, but everybody was expecting him to have 30 stolen bases since he had 25 the year before. Everybody expected to have 29, 30 home runs. He only had uh, 24. Like, those are big differences, right? So this is the danger of drafting somebody that high at their ceiling. So, again, proven method. Take a step back on Bobby Witt, and then I'll bring it full circle with Bobachette, and I'll say, hey, I think right now this is a decent price. I'd still draft Fernando Tatis over him, but it's not bad. He's actually going at a little high still. Oh, still too high for me. 17. It's a little rich for my blood. Again, I'm more in like the end of the second. I'd be okay with it. Um, But more preferably in the third. He's another one based off ADP. I'm keeping my hands off. That's why I'm taking my hands back, taking a step back from Boba Shet. Yeah, shortstop is so, so deep this year, as you can see as we go through these rankings. This episode might be a little bit longer because the shortstop is just so deep. There's so many guys to talk about. The thing with Bobachet is, is that he struggled a little bit in the first half. I don't even want to say a lot, just a little bit. It was more of the first couple of months that he struggled. But when it came to the second half, Bobachet actually, you know, really, really showed out. In the second half, Bobachet played. Um, bear with me here. In the second half, uh, yeah, okay. In the second half, Bobachet played 67 games. He had uh, 267 at bats, 42 runs, 23 doubles, 10 bombs, 43 RBIs, six deals, but he hit 337 compared to 257 in the first half. And I think Bobachet, the pitchers adjusted to him, but he adjusted back, and that's always what you want to see. You want to see a guy that can say, hey, the pitchers are pitching me different, so I'm going to adjust and I'm going to bounce back. Bobachet is still super young at only 25 this year. That Blue Jays lineup is absolutely star-studded. So I have Bobachet ranked as my third shortstop. Am I taking him? I pick 17. Absolutely not because shortstop is uh, absolutely so deep. But with that being said, Matt, my brother, I'm going to pass this back off to you. Thank you, sir. Up next, we'll be discussing the next couple of shortstops that can possibly be a value or could be overpriced. Uh, you'll find out that that and more after this. These days, every every new potential hire can be a new can be a high stake wager for small businesses. You want to be certain that you have a hundred percent. You have a hundred percent certain you have access to all the best qualified candidates available. That's why you check you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team fast, faster, and for free. So, with that being said, it's super easy to use LinkedIn and. They have all these simple tools and, you know, you can ask some screening questions and, you know, really narrow it down to find the right candidates. So I, what I try, what I try to do as somebody that was, you know, helps with the hiring process, 
I try to make sure that we, we narrow it down the search, make sure we have the right candidate sitting in front of me and LinkedIn delivers that right there, right in front of me. And I don't have to see through a bunch of useless, useless resumes. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the most qualified candidates you can talk to and post, post your job ads for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Now, everybody, I also, before we get moving on on the shortstops, um, I want to ask everybody if they can just, you know, hit that little subscribe button, you know, give us a like, um, follow us on, on your podcasting, wherever you're listening from. And if you can give us a review, we'd really appreciate it. It helps us come back here every day and yeah, do what we love. Way, guys. Yeah, it really does. And helps us grow. But uh, without further ado, let's talk about the guy I probably mentioned about 50 times. <laughs> and and uh, that's Mr. Fernando Tatis. Dom, take this one away. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I do got the City Connect Fernando Tatis jersey on, so I, I appreciate the, the toss my way. So let's start off with the bad first, and then we can move on to the good. So last year, Tatis had the problem with the shoulder, the problem with the wrist, uh, you know, then he the, gets popped for the PEDs, you know, big suspension. And everyone, as I said at the you know beginning of the podcast, it was an absolute headache to own Tatis last year, especially when he was just getting hot on his uh, minor league rehab assignment. Uh, you get popped for steroids. So, you know, the thing is, is Tatis is still fairly young. He's actually pretty young, you know, uh, going to be 20, um, 24 years old this year. And let's say at 23 years old, were you guys making the best decisions in life? Probably not. I know I wasn't making the best decision. So I think we cut the kid, you know, a little bit of slack and we say, hey, listen, you know, if you got your head on straight, you could be an MVP caliber player. But if he comes back this year and he's playing the same bonehead games, you can winning bonehead prizes. We said next year, you, you obviously bump him back down. But the thing with Tatis is, in the offseason, apparently he locked back in. He got, you know, the wrist taken care of, got the shoulder taken care of, got surgery on both, I believe. And it seems like, you know, he's he's playing in spring training right now. He hasn't really gotten off to a hot start, but that's okay. Spring training, that's what it's for, to get, you know, ready for the regular season. But let's look back at Tatis' 2021. 130 games, 478 at-bats. 99 runs, 42 bombs, 97 RBIs, 25 steals, and he had 282. So now Tatis can technically play 130 games again this year, right? He's um, going to miss the first three weeks. I believe he comes back on April 20th. So around 130 games-ish. So if he gives you 40-plus bombs, 25 steals, uh, you know, almost 100 and 100 in the counting stats, and he hits per plus batting average, he's a career 292 hitter over 273 games, over 1,000 at-bats. That's arguably the best fantasy player in the league. I have Tatis as my number two shortstop. I think you could draft him with confidence right now. Uh, he's going after Bobby Witt and Bo Bichette. Uh, he's going near the end of that second round. And I think Tatis is just a great pick. And then you just make sure you supplement it by taking uh, one of these uh, deeper shortstops a little bit later on. There's a lot of good ones going after uh, 140, 150. You got Amon Rosario, Cronenworth, and a bunch of other guys that we'll probably get to later. Nico Horner. And that's just a nice supplement until Tatis gets back. I absolutely love the kid. Let's give him one more chance. Yeah, Tatis is definitely worth the shot. I mean, the scariest part is you read off those numbers of what he did that year. Yeah. And if you really think about it, <laughs> he didn't even have half the team he's going to have around him now. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, like the addition of of um, of uh, Soto and Machado. Because Machado wasn't there when he did these numbers, if I remember correctly. No, he, no, he, he was. was there. He I was apologize. There. He was there. 
there was some oh bogarts i apologize yeah bogarts yeah, sorry brain fart uh anyway so like that talent alone guys getting a base on in front of him plus having machado behind him that team is going to be pushing full speed ahead and they're going to be dangerous this year you know it's just going to be between them and the phillies it's going to be a great great nl this year but i think that's enough on fernando tatis let's move on to somebody else that's okay. mr marcus simeon um marcus simeon is going a little high from my blood so marcus simeon's the 27th overall pick by adp um i you know, I could understand the ADP just based off of the fact that I would draft him to be my second baseman. I would not draft him this high to be my shortstop. So, like, he's being talked about because he has the eligibility, and we're talking about him at, at shortstop. But personally, if you're drafting to be your shortstop at this this high, you're you're doing yourself harm because he's my number six shortstop. You know, and that's still floating between six and seven because this morning he was seven. Um, you know. Simeon is just a product of just being better, has better value of being at, at a second base. But he's still a great player. Let me tell you what he did, um, even though we just broke him down, uh, what, like last week. So I won't yeah. spend too much time <laughs> on him. I won't spend too much time. We'll just go over it. If you want a better breakdown on Simeon, go back to the second base rankings episode. But I'll just read you off his stats quick, and then we'll move on. So in 657 at-bats, he had 101 runs, uh, 31 doubles, 5 triples, 26 home runs. Um 83 ribbies, 25 stolen bases, and batted at 248. Now, let's just hope that the power comes back and almost gets to that 40 range again. Um, get to that 40 range again, or even the 35, and that batting average gets back up to the 265 career average that he's at. And then he's back back to being him because it was his first first to- first year on the Texans. So other than that, again, like I said, don't draft him as your shortstop, draft him as your second. Yeah, man, I'm gonna just chime in there and the thing was, Simeon had an absolutely putrid start. Uh, I'm trying to break it down here of when he got really, really hot and uh, give you guys an idea of what he actually did. I don't know if it was, you know, you know, like Matt said, first year on a new team type of ordeal with Simeon. But let's let's uh, let's check this out, right? So from May 18th to October 5th, Simeon 127 games, 523 at bats, 88 runs. 24 doubles, 26 bombs, 75 RBIs. Uh, he stole 23 bases, and he had 272 during that time. So I think we cut him a little bit of slack. We say, hey, listen, he was adjusting, getting ready for the new team, stuff like that. I actually do like where Marcus Simeon's going. It's a pretty solid pick for a power speed guy that's going to have good counting stats, and he could potentially get back to having a, you know a plus batting average too because – He's actually, you know, a, 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 he's a guy that can hit for decent average, you know, especially as he's gotten older. He's been a little bit better at hitting. Uh, he hit 285 in 2019. He hit 265 in 2021. I know he's a career 255 guy, but, you know, as I said, over the last few years, he's been showing he can, he's a little bit better at it. Let's let's say, you know, pick 27 is pretty solid for him. I have Simeon at my sixth shortstop. And I do like, as Matt said, like him better at second base. So definitely take him as a second baseman over a shortstop. But let's keep it pushing here. Let's talk about our next guy. And that is uh, one of the faces of the New York Mets, you know, a uh, crosstown rival here. But, you know, no, no hate for the Mets. No hate for the Mets. If they make it far, you know, definitely we'll root for them over the Yankees. Uh, you know, if the Yankees don't make it. But Francisco Lindor. Uh, Francisco Lindor had an absolutely uh, – Bounce back year last year, second year with the Mets. As you know, Matt and I keep saying, first year on a new team, sometimes the guys don't do what they normally do. But it was an outlier year for Francisco Lindor. 
uh, you know, in 2021. Because in 2022, Lindor played 161 games, 630 at-bats, 98 runs, 25 doubles, doing five triples, 26 bombs, 107 ribbies, 16 steals, and he hit 270. Lindor's a career 277 hitter. He's a plus in the home runs. He chips in a decent amount of steals. The counting stats are absolutely wonderful. I have Lindor as my number four shortstop, so I think he's an absolute bargain right now going as the, the sixth shortstop, pick 32. I think that's fair, fair game for Lindor, to be honest. Hey, buddy, Lin- Lindor is great. But before I give you that breakdown on um, on uh, Francisco Lindor and more, you know, we have, uh, we have a little something coming up. So, you know, welcome back. Um, we're going to talk. I'm going to give you my, my breakdown on Francisco Lindor. Uh, Lindor is great. Um, Dom pretty much covered him really well. My only thing is I think that he's going to just keep doing what he's going to do. And I have him uh, ranked right now at my um, fourth overall shortstop. I think he's, he's. We're in sync. Yeah, really incredible. And, you know, that team's just getting better and better every day. So, Francisco Lindor for days. Let's move on here. Mr. Corey Seager. Um, Corey Seager's great. He's another one that's a product of being on a new team and, you know, started off a little slow, but I think ultimately ended up with a, with a decent season. The batting average was really the thing that really suffered a lot. Um, suffered. Other than that, I really wasn't upset with his performance. In 593 at-bats, he had 91 runs, 24 doubles, a triple, 33 home runs, 83 ribs, three stolen bases, and had a 245 uh, batting average. So, I mean, to be honest, the only thing really missing there that Corey Seager doesn't do is that that Corey Seager regularly does is his batting average. And that can come back up to like 290, uh, 300, which is where oh, he yeah. lives. You know, he's going to be much better and, you know, give you way more um, uh, value back on that pick. You know, Corey Seager is somebody I like to ch- I like to target in drafts. Um I think that he's going to have a phenomenal season. That Texas team is getting more comfortable, bringing on more talent, calling up some talent. And um, I think that, you know, he's in for a real, real nice year, especially if he could just stay healthy, which please stay healthy, you know, because he's, he's another flanges guy. So, you know, if, if Seager, Seager, Seager stays healthy and does his thing, he's going to be a great value. I think uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I think Seager has a monster bounce back season in him. It was an outlier year last year as far as the batting average goes. He's a career – Seager's a career 287 hitter. Last year, Seager hit 245. The shift is going away. Seager is an absolutely uh, amazing hitter in the sense of he can put the ball where the defense isn't now, and that's going to benefit him tremendously. He found his power stroke last year getting up to 33 bombs. I think the count – the only thing he's not going to do is steal your bases. But you could supplement that later in your draft by taking guys that do. At pick 50 right now, Corey Seager is an absolute steal going in about the fourth round or so. But let's move on to our our next guy here, and that is uh, Dansby Swanson, I believe. Dansby Swanson is coming off the board as number eight shortstop, pick 73 overall. Now, if Dansby was still at the Braves, I'd say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, a great spot to go get Dansby. But he moves over to the Cubs first year on the team. Uh, the, the Cubs is like a mishmash of guys that if this was if this was a team like two or three years ago, I'd be all about it. But let's see what Bellinger could do. Let's see what Trey Mancini could do. Uh, you know, Eric Hosmer is kind of washed. It's just a mix of old guys that are getting a little bit washed up and young bloods that are, you know, on their way to being great. So right now, Cubs team is kind of in flux. 
Let's read what uh, Dansby did last year. He played every game of the season, all, all 162, 640 at-bats, 99 runs, 32 doubles, uh, 25 bombs, 96 RBIs, 18 steals, and 277. So now the thing is, I think he could still be a 25 bomb guy. He could still steal you a decent amount of bases. Batting average is a little bit suspect. He's been better over the last, you know, uh, two out of three years. But he's a career 255 guy, so I wouldn't be surprised if it slipped a little bit. But the counting stats aren't going to be 90 plus. That's that's my only problem here with Dansby. I kind of buried him to be honest. I moved him all the way down to 16. It's just shortstop is so deep this year, guys. That's uh, I'm not really targeting Dansby Swanson at uh, pick 73. Too high for me. Yeah, and I mean, here's the other thing too. I think Dansby Swanson is actually more of um, a, a product of needing to get that paycheck and then that contract year kind of guy where, hey, I'm going to play balls to the walls and I'm going to do the best I can to get paid. And then I'm going to go back to doing what I'm doing. That's a 248 average, you know, getting 70 runs and, you know, getting 70 uh, ribbies, you know, 80 ribbies in the, the year before. So we'll go with that. We'll say 80, 88, which he's no longer on the on the Atlanta Braves, like Dom said. So I'm going to say he's going to be a 70, 70 guy with 25 home runs and probably bat two, uh, 248. Like, you know, this number eight overall shortstop is atrocious. He's my 17th shortstop. Yeah, and we're in sync. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, I mean, you're picking him at the 73rd pick overall. You're just wasting a pick there. I promise you can get better value and a better pick on somebody else than Dansby Swanson. And we'll talk about them, too. So let's move on here. Let's talk about somebody else here and somebody that we don't know if they're going to be a bust or if they're going to be, a, a you know, going to break out and then do everything that we thought they were going to do. And that's Mr. O'Neill Cruz. You know, O'Neill Cruz is, is a curious case. Because you don't know if the, if what we saw last year was, you know, good or bad. Because he started off hot like a like a bat out of hell, and then kind of got figured out, and then struck out everywhere under the sun. It was a little bit of the other way around. He he started oh, off struggling, and then he got hot at the end. Right. I apologize. You know, my my, my signals are all crossed here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, brother. Right. But I mean, he hit he hit for power. He you know, and he he's on he's on a terrible team. That's the other knock, and. To be honest, I think his batting average comes up. I don't think he's going to stay at a 233, but I, I don't see how how high it could possibly get with him being like a, you know, a career. Oh well, not 300 hitter. So never mind. I'm I'm just terrible at O'Neill Cruz. I just don't think I like him. But um, yeah. it's it's hard to say. I just I would like to say that he's going to bounce back. But here's the thing: you're drafting him at your ceiling. Bottom line, it's going to be the same argument for. For for Bo and for Bobby Witt, right? You're drafting O'Neill Cruz at 74. Now, would I pick him over as Dancy Swanson? Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm also not drafting either of them at in the in the 70s range, which is what like end around six, beginning of around seven. Like that's that's really high. I'm I'm sorry, I can't I can't spend that price. I think if anything, if he was in like you know closer to pick 100, that's where I take that shot. That's where Bobby Witt was being drafted last year. Yeah. You know. That's where Ronald Acuna was drafted. That's where you feel comfortable taking a shot on those young guys, not 74. It, it's so tough with O'Neill Cruz, man. Uh, I'll start. I'll, I'll start my my little rant here. Uh, so you know O'Neill Cruz, like you know Matt was saying, he kind of started off a little bit slow, like most rookies do. But then from September 6th to October 5th, O'Neill Cruz, 26 games, 106 at-bats, 18 runs, 6 doubles, a triple, 5 bombs, 17 RBIs, 5 steals, and he had 293. 
So he adjusted, you know, he said, Hey, listen, I'm in the bigs now. I kind of got to get back to doing my thing. And he, he certainly did. He uh, raked throughout all of his minor league career Uh, right now in spring training. He's doing pretty well. Four games, three hits, 10 at bats, a home run, a steal, uh, two RBIs. And he's hitting 300. He's only struck out once he's yet to walk though. And the minors, you know, O'Neill Cruz just, uh, you know, absolutely kind of tore it up. In 2021, he played 69 games, 62 runs, uh, 16 doubles, 17 bombs, 19 steals. He had 310. And the thing is, he hits the ball harder than anybody else in the league. He has the, the best exit velocity that we've ever seen from anybody, even better than Giancarlo Stanton. And there's a reason the guy is six foot seven, 220 pounds. He also throws the ball really hard. Uh, he's in redraft. I'll agree with Matt. He uh, pick 74 is crazy high, but if you're doing a dynasty or a keeper or anything like that, I think, I think he might wind up being worth the risk. He could be a 40, 40 guy. Even this year, the counting stats might not be there, but if he hits 270, 40, 40 with even like 70 and 70 in the, the counting stats, uh, it could be worth it. I have O'Neill Cruz as my 10th shortstop right now. Sheesh. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something about the kid. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't blame you, but let's move on. Let's talk about somebody else here. Let's talk about Mr. Xander Bogart, somebody else that's moved on to another team um, now with the Padres. And, uh, you know, I think it's a great fit. I think that, you know, Bogarts is probably going to have a really good season. Um, you know, just Bogarts is one of those guys that's just old reliable. You know, I think that, you know, he, he, he is who he is, right? He's going to get you about 84 runs. He's going to get you about 73 ribbies, right? going to chip in almost 10 stolen bases and he's going to hit 300 and then probably get you about 15 home runs. That's just Bogarts, right? Now, I think that the counting stats come up in the run department because he's not on Boston anymore. So we'll probably I'll probably give him like 95 to 100 um home, uh runs. But I'll and then Ribbies, depending on how how nice and how frisky he's going to be if he's hitting into the where the shift is no longer. Um he might be able to, you know, tack in a couple more ribbies, maybe get into that, like, you know, almost 90 range, and he's pretty valuable. I don't have him below um, that that crazy out, outrageously ranked either. Um, I have him ranked, what, Xander at my number nine? Yeah, I think it's perfect. It's a, it's, perfect. it's a great spot for him. And personally, I think that with the price he's going for right now, which is the 77th, like, he's the guy. Like, you have those three guys there, like, sitting in row. I'm talking redraft. I'm scooping Xander Bogarts over them because I know what I'm getting. I'm going to get somebody reliable. I'm trying to win that league now, not five years from now. Yeah. Um, and nobody's touching Danby Swanson if you listen to this. But anyway, <laughs> you know, Bogarts is a safe bet, and he's the guy I trust out of that grouping because they're literally going right behind each other. Yeah, Matt, uh, that was a great analysis. I'm just going to chip in my two cents, keep it quick. I think he could hit closer to 20 bombs if you average it out from 2016 to 2022. He averages about 19 a season. So I think he could, you know, get a little bit more motivated on a little bit of a better team. He could hit for a little bit more pop. So he's pretty much like a four and a half tool guy because he chips in a little bit of steals too. Depends where he hits in that, you know, San Diego lineup as far as, you know, where he's going to be heavier in the runs or RBIs. I have Xander as my number eight shortstop. Absolutely love Xander Bogarts this year, and especially in redraft, I will take him over uh, O'Neill Cruz. But let's keep it pushing here. Let's try and uh, bang out a few more. Uh, we got Tommy Edmond up next, but guys, we've ranted about Tommy Edmond so much on this podcast. 
Uh, Matt and I aren't in love with him. If you want a guy that's going to give you some runs and steals, I guess you could take him. I have Tommy Edmond buried as my 19th shortstop. I like him better as a second baseman. Right now, Tommy Edmond is the 11th shortstop, according to Fantasy Pros ADP pick 79. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, he's my number 16. So, I mean, I'm right there with you. He's just, again, second base is more where it is. Same thing as Simeon. Let's move on to an exciting name, Dom. Do you want to take it? Uh, yeah, I'll do a little Gunnar Henderson talk. Now, Gunnar Henderson was, uh, I believe he is the number one overall prospect right now. Uh, the kid's got uh, all the upside in the world. I, I will say this. I think I have him ranked higher at third base than shortstop. I have Gunnar 14 at shortstop. I have him eight at third base, so I'd probably be targeting, targeting him more as a third baseman. You know, he was uh, he was pretty solid last year in his, uh, you know, first year in the bigs. He played 34 games, uh, 12 runs, uh, seven doubles, a triple, four bombs, 18 RBIs, chipped in a steal at 259. And in the minors, he was uh, even better than that. 112 games, 101 runs, 24 doubles, seven triples, 19 homers, 76 RBIs, 22 steals, and he had 297. I'm not – I'll say this. I like – O'Neill Cruz's upside better than Gunners, but Gunners on a better team. So Gunner, Gunners a solid target. I think definitely, uh, I, I would definitely take a, a risk on Gunner at pick eighty five. But I would be looking at him more as my third baseman. And you could even wait on shortstop a little bit if you didn't already have him. Right, and fair assessment. You know, Gunner's more of a third baseman guy. Now, instead of uh, us keep going down because we're running out of time here, Dom, I'm going to ask you, who was your two favorite? late round shortstops all right so i think there's one guy we should give a little bit of attention to here before we fully move on let's talk a little bit about wanda franco first before we you know keep a push into the late round guys i think see last year my argument was wanda franco was going way too high i believe he was going you know in the top 50 and i said why risk a top 50 pick on wanda franco when you get a guy like tim anderson later i know tim anderson got hurt but tim anderson was playing pretty well before he did get hurt I think this is the year that Wander finally takes off, though. And you can get Wander right now super late, uh, 14th shortstop pick, 90 overall. Uh, I think I think this is the year. He's doing very well so far in spring training. Four games, eight at-bats, four hits, a double, a home run, four RBIs, a steal. Uh, you know, he's walked three times, struck out once, and he's hitting 500 overall. My my estimate for what I think Wander Franco could do this year as a, a 22 year old. Let's not let's not forget Wander Franco was number one prospect. Uh, he's still only 22. I think he could see 15 to 18 bombs. Uh, maybe he gets you 15 to 20 steals, but he could hit 300 and have great counting stats. And especially if you're in a keeper or a dynasty and everyone's forgotten about Wander Franco and he's still going off the board pretty late. Definitely, definitely a target. Matt, I don't know if you want to chip in here in the Wanda Franco talk before we throw out some other names at the shortstop position that we do like. Oh, yeah. I think that Wander is going to be great. I think he's going to be wandering himself into like being a top 50 yeah. player by the end of the season. Yeah. You like that, right? I oh. do. I do. <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't know what it is about shortstop, but these a lot of these guys I really, really like this year. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he also has third base eligibility, and that's kind of more where I'm drafting him. And like, you know, hence why he's lower in our shortstop ranking than he would be in our third brace rankings as well. But Wander is taking the same path Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did, right? Vlad took three years to really take that step forward. And I think that this is the year. This is his third year in the bigs where he could finally figure it out. Now I'm saying he's not going to go and hit 40 home runs, 45 home runs like Vlad did. 
but maybe he can finally get to that 20 range and just be that guy. That's the upside, right? And he's actually at a reasonable price at 93. Like, yo, I'll take him there. I'll feel comfortable. And that's my third baseman. And I got other guys to make up with the talent. He's going to steal me bases and hit for average. I'm gold. I'm happy. If if he bottoms out and his floor is what he did last year, I'm okay with it. You know, it is what it is. That's a 93-year overall pick. You know, yeah, yeah. it's the same stats as what you're going to get from Xander Bogarts. And I'm okay with drafting him at 72. So I'm going to get him at 93. I'm good with this. Real so, quick, I, I do just want to throw out, I think they stripped Wander of his third base eligibility. No, I know yeah, 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 Yahoo did take it away, so I'm gonna assume if Yahoo didn't give it to him, I don't know. I don't know if he's got it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But all right, Matt, let's let's throw out some uh, some other shortstops that we are a fan of. Uh Andres Jimenez almost went 2020 last year. He's uh you know an absolute stud. He's very, very young. I think there's a lot of upside for him on that Guardians team. Uh, I do like Tim Anderson as well. Tim Anderson is healthy. He's playing well so far in spring training. Guy could hit for a 300 batting average, you know, decent amount of pop in that bat. Two counting stats might not be great depending on, you know, on Chicago's White Sox team. He could have a lot of runs, though, with Eloy and Robert behind him if Tim Anderson leads off. You can never forget about Carlos Correa. You know, he is second year on the Twins. Let's see what he does. He's got some pop in that bat. He had 290-plus last year. Let's see how the runs in the RBIs are. Uh, you know, not a – not 100% sure on how it's going to pan out for Mr. Correa, but we will see. Matt, why don't you talk a little bit about Jeremy Pena? I know it's somebody you're super high on and everyone else should be as well. He's coming up the board as 18th shortstop, pick 116, a lot of value there. Yeah, I mean, that's a steal for Pena because truthfully, like, he he could he could blow up and just be the guy. And, you know, we were just on the um, – uh, I'm sorry, I hit the wrong guy. We were just on the um, Locked On Astros uh, yesterday, which – that should be airing tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, check that out, guys. You know, and they're big fans of Pena because they watch all they do is watch Astros. And what he did in the playoffs, I think, is indicative of what we could possibly see this season, right? And he didn't have a bad season last year for the first he time being up season. in the yeah, for the first time being in the bigs, he stayed healthy. He had 521 at bats. He had 72 runs, 22 home runs, 63 ribbies, 11 stolen bases, and he batted 253. I mean, that's a great year for somebody coming right up into the bigs. And he's having a good spring, too. I mean, right now he's having – he has two runs, three hits, right? He has a triple, two ribs. He's batting a, he's batting about 214, but, I mean, that just – that that'll change. But I think it's pretty decent, pretty nice start for him. And then, I mean, straight up last year – I mean, last year was solid. And then, what, in, in the minors, he's a 297 30, and a 303 uh, recorded batting average guy. I think if anything, he's going to return that and have a higher batting average for sure and hitting that 280, 290 range. And then, shoot, let him get comfortable, get that man body, and then we're really talking. Yeah, and don't forget, guys, He, if you tuned out at the end of the year, he did win World Series MVP. He won a gold glove. He's going to be a staple on that Astros lineup for years to come. But let's just point out, a shortstop is so deep, guys. Just got a few more names for you here. Uh, Ahmed Rosario had a very, very good year last year uh, for, you know, uh, Cleveland. He's also got outfield eligibility in most platforms. Uh, you check him out. He's decent batting average guy. Got a little pop, a little bit of speed. Uh, Jake Cronenworth, uh, you know, maybe he'll bounce back in that batting average department. He's on San Diego. He's also got first and second out base eligibility as well as shortstop. Good counting stats, a little bit of pop. Uh, Nico Horner, a very, very big breakout candidate at the position. Uh, you know, very good on steals, not going to give you too much pop. Counting stats might not be great, but he did hit for a decent average. 
Uh, Javier Baez, stay away from. Stay away from Javier Baez. Uh, absolute bus candidate. Tyro Estrada had a decent year last year in San Francisco. You could check him out. Uh, Alberto Mondesi. We got we got to talk about a case of the Mondesi's here a little uh, bit, but you, you can't you can't come to the shortstop show. We 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 have to mention him. If you guys been with us for a while, you know about the the case of the Mondesi's, and he's got his own hospital wing. Where's my but, crutches? Hey, <laughs> oh, the haterade, Matt. Do we have do we, do we have the haterade with us? Yeah, there we go. So the thing is, is he's going uh, right now. Mondesi's hurt, but he should be back in the, sometime in the wait, first wait, part. Wait, 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 he's hurt. He he is hurt. He is hurt. hurt. Oh, he is surprise, hurt. Well, surprise. He's still, he's still working his way from his injuries last year. But right now, listen, this I will take Mondesi this year. Uh, the 24th shortstop pick, 237. There's a little bit of value there left. CJ CJ Abrams was one of the high-end prospects last year. Didn't really pan out, but he gets a new start in Washington. Got some speed with him. He's got a little bit of pop. You could check him out. And, Matt, let's just throw out some of the young guns real quick, some of the rookies. You have Ezekiel Tovar. You have Ellie De La Cruz. You have Jordan Lawler, Oswald, Peral- uh, Oswald Peraza, and Anthony Volpe. If any of those guys make their teams, they're definitely names to be watching out for. We will be doing spring training uh, episodes every Friday, so look out for those, and we will definitely be talking about if these guys make the team. Uh, Matt, you want to talk about Ellie De La Cruz real quick? Because I know that's one of your dogs. Wanna get yeah. Ellie De La Cruz rant before we head out? Yeah, I think Ellie's just – gonna be a stud like he's having a great spring he sure is and he was a monster in in the minors like he's pretty much the reds future over there um let me just get up his stats real quick like a giant last name (laughs) uh i'll give you the spring training stats while you're going so so far in spring training ellie de la cruz a 21 year old six games 14 at bats four hits a triple a home run three rbis He's walked one, struck out three times. Not mad at that, though. And he's hitting 286, and he's just an absolute like, monster in the minors, too. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out those real quick, and then I'll let Matt uh, finish his rant. In 2022 in the minors, Ellie De La Cruz across uh, two levels, 121 games, 471 at-bats, 87 runs, 31 doubles, 9 triples, 28 bombs, 86 RBIs, 47 fields, and he had 304. There's a reason we love this kid. Yeah. Um, and I'm just having technical difficulties. It's not. Yeah, I got you it. covered. Got you covered, brother. Thank you. Um, it's just uh, annoying. At this and point. then he's, he's already in his man body. He's six foot five, two hundred pounds. He could even put on maybe ten pounds of muscle over the next year or so. Ellie De La Cruz is if he makes that Reds team. Right go. now, I have him buried a little bit in my shortstop rankings at twenty seven. But if he, if he is making that team, I could easily see him shooting up into somewhere around the top fifteen. Definitely over Dansby Swanson. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, I mean to be honest, you can't really like hate on him for that much because I mean <laughs> Swanson just you know Swanson. But yeah, here we go. Here's I finally got like the stats it. here. Um, so Ellie De La Cruz in twenty twenty two in the minors, you know. He had 471 at-bats. He had 87 runs. He had 31 doubles, 9 triples, 28 home runs, 86 ribbies. He had um, 47 stolen bases. Yes, sir. (laughs) And he batted 304. You know, this is just the numbers that you're looking for for a guy that's going to come out and hit hit the ball, hit the ground running. You know, he has all the makings for somebody that can be the guy. Now, I don't think we're going to see that kind of, you know, stats right off the bat there's going to be an adjustment period but that second half especially if he breaks camp can be pretty magical and I'm, you know what i'm drafting him with my last pick of the draft and i'm seeing what happens i really love de la cruz this year i think he's going to be an absolute stud in the future and for redrafts he's worth at least a flyer he has third base eligibility 
and you can't really go wrong. Yeah, right now he's coming off the board as the 41st shortstop pick, 390. Take him with your last pick every time. Or if, you know, if Jordan Walker somehow winds up being there, I do like Jordan Walker a little bit more. But, hey, Ellie De La Cruz is definitely a stud. But, guys, that is all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, check out our website if you already haven't. We have our rankings there. We have a little bit about us. You get access to all of our episodes there. And also, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. After you make us your first listen, your second listen should be locked on Houston Astros. We were on their podcast. It should be debuting today or tomorrow. So go to Locked on Houston Astros on YouTube or anywhere you find your podcasts and check it out, you know, and give them some love as well. Tell them that uh, Locked on Fantasy Baseball sent you. But, guys, we will be back tomorrow where we will be breaking down our third baseman rankings. But, guys, until then, Peace.